a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Soundcheck on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Alpine Star Protects. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. You people really like these shows, so we're going to keep trying to do them and uh, trying to find guys that just won't put 10 auto-tune rap songs. So, uh, yeah, thanks again for listening. Really appreciate it. Fly Racing, please check them out. Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, just some of the guys that wear Fly Racing, flyracing.com, raising the level of gear as evidenced by their BOA system that they have on two lines now, of two lines of gear. It's the ultimate way to make a pair of pants fit, and we thank those folks at Fly Racing. Also, two Alpine Star Protects. You know their boots. I love my Tech 7s that I just got. I'm a Tech 7 guy now, maybe. But uh, besides the boots, BNS Tech Carbon uh, Neck Brace, uh, A1 Roost Guard, and the uh, Fluid uh, Tech Carbon Knee Brace, all stuff that goes underneath your gear that uh, you don't even know it's there. Fits great, works great. And a lot of guys that don't aren't sponsored by Alpine Stars use Alpine Star products underneath uh, for protection needs. So please check them out, Alpine Star Protects. And, of course, the Fly Racing folks. All right, like I said, sound check. I'm Steve Mathis. With me on the line, uh, a gentleman who knows a little thing or two about guitars and guitar playing and therefore music, and uh, I thought would be a really good addition to this series. He uh, works at Factory Honda, Lars Lindstrom. What's up, Lars? How are you, man? Good, Steve. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for doing this. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. I mean, you're talking music, and I'm, I like listening to it, so yeah. let's talk. Uh, we could do this music thing, or we could also do a hockey pod, Lars. You and I, uh, we have similar interests that way. And maybe the only yeah. ones in the industry of that, like that. <laughs> I know, huh? I, I'd, I'd like to come up, do your show, go see a Knights game, and maybe even get a, a little stick time where I pick up a hockey game with you. It'd be sweet. And then maybe a concert. <laughs> Dude, ultimate. That'd be, that'd be awesome. Um, now, you, we did one of these with Blake Wharton, and, uh, and of course, the other guys, Sealy and, and AC and Osborne and... But you, like Blake Wharton, can actually play the guitar and play it pretty well. People who are on your Instagram can can see that. Uh, how much do you play? How did you learn how to play? Did you ever want to take it more seriously? Um, yeah, I mean, I always really, really um, was, uh, you know, like inspired by the guitar. Mainly when I would listen to music, it was, you know, it was guitar-driven music. So that it always, like, kind of spoke to me. And uh, I didn't really play at all until about 07. I was working for, uh, for Wyndham. And I was in Detroit with um, my buddy Chris, and um, we were playing Guitar Hero. It was when Guitar Hero was, like, oh, super popular. And right, was right, it. right. And we got, like, we were on, like, we were calling it the 07 World Tour because we were, you know, we're going across the country, going to all these Supercross races. And everywhere we'd go, we'd play Guitar Hero in the, in the hotel room. And uh, we started getting really good at it. And then I decided, 
you know, like, dude, I'm, I'm doing a lot with my hands right now. And like, it's a lot of coordination. I'm like, screw this, you know, video game thing. I'm just going to go get a real guitar. And I finally made enough money to where I could, could, you know, buy a decent guitar. So I went, we went to a guitar center and I bought a Epiphone Les Paul, just uh-huh. like the one, um, Slash would play, who was probably <laughs> one of my favorite guitar players ever. And yeah. got a little mic- micro jam cube and then started going from there. And, um, uh, and uh, actually, my uh, one of the reasons too was the guy that I, that worked with me, um, Shane Baxter, who works for Cowie Amateur Team. Um, his brother um, was a really, really good guitar player, and uh, and did some lessons. It was in a pretty pretty rad local band, oh, okay. and that he had, and uh, so he he gave me a lot of lessons in uh, the first couple of years, and I was really into it then. Um, and then you know, like um, I, I played a lot for the first couple of years, and even after. But now that I got a uh, I got kids and family and bills and like I, I like to do all these other things too like hockey and ride dirt bikes that it doesn't I don't get as much time as I'd like to play guitar yeah I, I really like to learn I love music that's why I started these and that's what I listen to a lot and my wife knows that and she wants me to learn so bad she even bought me an acoustic guitar uh, it's just sitting here gathering dust I took one lesson uh, I just can't make it over I can't you know figure find the time to do it and honestly it's so hard the one lesson i took and then i went on youtube and look i can't get my fingers lars to move that way i'm just so frustrated i was i mean my wife is just she's like you're an idiot you need to play guitar you need to practice you love it go ahead and dude to me it's just like reading chinese i don't know man i i do not know <laughs> yeah it's uh it's like um you really have to just dedicate you know, to it and like, and, uh, and it's, uh, you know, I did the same thing though. I started playing and like my pinky, I was like, dude, I can't do it. My pinky's not right. coordinated enough. It uh-huh. like, pops weird. It, I got no strength. And, um, after doing, you know, like really putting some time and effort into like learning, you know, and doing some exercises, some things that were not fun, but then, you know, you, you mix in 10 minutes of not fun with 10 minutes of just doing whatever and yeah. you kind of get through it. And then what, you know, once you get a few things down, then you get yeah. excited about it and, but that frustration level kind of stays similar. It gets less, you know. <laughs> right. But at certain times, you're trying to learn some new, complicated, you know, like uh-huh. chord or something, or you know, timing wise, and, and it's just man, it can be really frustrating. But it, it's also super rewarding when you finally nail something that you've been practicing for a long time. Yeah, the guy I sat down for the guitar lesson guy, and he's like. Do you like Zeppelin? And I'm like, yeah. And he played some Zeppelin. And he's like, do you like Pink Floyd? I'm like, yeah. He played some Pink Floyd. I'm like, that's awesome. Like, if I could just do that, that'd be so awesome. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you what do you play that you like? Like, what do you what do you what's some of the more intricate stuff that you're really proud of that you can that you can do? Um, there. I mean, obviously, some of the old Metallica stuff, kind of like everyone wants to learn when because it's so guitar driven, you know, mm-hmm. and. Uh, but uh, so some of those things, especially the, some of the acoustic parts and uh, and some of the solo parts that I at one time like now it's a little bit harder because I don't play as much, but I can still do some of them. But then even um, some really really fast um, like you know metal stuff like Lamb yeah. of God. I've, there's a couple songs that I that I was able to play and sounded pretty good, but it was really really tough for me to learn and, and the, yeah, the yeah. speed was was really hard. To get. But so some of that kind of stuff. But uh, I, I go all over the place. I mean I. Uh, I'll, I really like playing like some Leonard Skinner or something and then Pink Floyd and, right. you know, Metallica and whatever, you know, stuff like that. It's, it's just, um, I could really, it depends on what mood I'm in kind of. Right. Will you, will you read music or will you just kind of pick and 
play with it. No, no, dude, nobody reads music. Yeah, okay, I don't know. I'm just checking. I'm just checking. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't know, dude. It, right. It, it was really just tab, you know, yep. you're like you're learning tab. And if you wanted to learn music, that's really, really awesome of you. But uh, um, for most, like, guitar players that are just kind of, like, learning like you and yeah. me, like, it, yeah. it's it just it's so involved that that is, like, Chinese to me. But it, right. it would have been rad to learn that and play piano when I was younger, and that, sure. that would have been cool, because then right. you, you would have had such an advantage, you know? But um, unfortunately, I don't know music. Uh, now, you've listened to most of these sound checks. Uh, Osborne's was maybe the most surprising, huh? He was kind of all over the map. Sealy's and AC's were yeah. pretty much the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, you know what? I really liked um, Ralph's, and I heard um, somebody else say that to you, too. But uh, I was kind of like, yeah, I'll listen to Ralph's, I guess. I like Ralph. Like, a lot of people, you know, like maybe he, don't Yeah, love he gets Ralph. a lot of shit, but I'll, I'll stand by Ralph. I like Ralph. I, I will, too. I will. I always defend him, just like you. Yep. And, um, I mean, no, I won't defend you, but I'll defend <laughs> Ralph. And, uh, <laughs> um, but because... Um, yeah, he's 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 a badass guy, and he keeps the ball rolling all yeah. the time. You know, no no dull moments. And uh, I really was stoked on his last one, the um, Skid Row. Oh yeah, especially not not just not just Skid Row, but um, um, Slave to the Grind. Yeah, because yeah. that that is such a rad song from them, and that doesn't really get much exposure. You know, yeah. where people don't talk about it. So I was pumped on that. Dude, he, he's into he, and you can hear the passion for the music. He loves it, man. Yeah, he loves it. And what you know? a, what a dick, too. He knows a bunch of the guys yeah. in the band. I know, right? Well, it's like I said in the podcast. Like, I had this awesome Billy Idol story to tell him, and he just totally one-upped me. Totally one-upped yeah. me. So, um, what songs uh, for your sound check made them? What was number 11? What was number 12? Were there a couple. Was it hard for you to come up with this list? Yeah, it was. At first, it was like, okay, one, two, three, no problem. And then four, okay, who, five, you know? And yeah, then, yeah. But then when you get to 10, you're like, wait, well, what about that one? And what about that one? You <laughs> yeah, know, and it's yeah. it, it so hard. I mean, there, it, it could have been 50, and it, and it was, still would have been hard, you know? Like, um, but, uh, yeah, what, what other ones? I don't know. Like um, like I said, Super Hot Skid Row would have been a, would have been a yeah. great one, you know, growing up. Like, that was one of the bands that... That yeah. was was rad because it was it wasn't it wasn't played out you know like people didn't listen yeah um, probably a lot of the like some of the punk stuff I listened to when I was younger mm-hmm. um, even like um, I, I, Scorpions like you oh, know yeah. when I was like, a little kid yep I had one tape and uh, I'd be living in Sweden all summer and uh, we had nothing my mom had nothing for us no <laughs> you know I didn't have a dirt bike I didn't have anything so right. my brother had left this one Scorpions. Um, I forget which which album it was, but it was it was black and it, it had like Big City Nights and uh, oh yeah, you know like you know that whole album. And, yep. I mean it was it was so so bit bitching that uh they could have easily made the list, but you know yep. obviously you got to pick and choose. So yeah, for sure. Um, something I like to ask everybody on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast sound check episode. A uh, couple of favorite concerts. Do you have some concerts that? stood out for you over the years i mean I, I do i've got some ones that are just you know phenomenal that i'll never forget and uh what about you anything that you um that you really love yeah definitely I, I the first concert i went to with my best friend justin we went to see metallica at the great western forum oh wow. we were like yeah 12 or 13 and with his uncle i think and uh and that was awesome and uh, you know like just uh, listen to them forever i have two older brothers that are like definitely influenced me yeah like super heavily, you know, and, uh-huh. and why, why, I'm, why I don't listen to some lame stuff like some guys do. Right. right. And um, so I, uh, so I was always Metallica. It was always, they were the number one, you know, and. Uh, so that so would have been, uh, them, would that have been Black Album? Or what, what are we talking? Like. Uh, yeah, I think it was Black Album. Sandman, You're right. Sandman and all that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was probably like 94, 93. Yeah. It would have been right around there. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, um, so yeah, they that was just super rad. We were way up at the top, but it didn't matter. It was still cool, and they were so loud, you know, and yeah. it just sounded so so killer. And you know what? They op- who opened? I, I forget. Um, I think uh, uh, not Faith No More, but Corn um, opened for them. Oh, and okay. The sound, yeah, yeah. the sound, the sound was so terrible for Corn. <laughs> you know, like not. I'm yeah. sure they were playing just fine, but like the sound was it didn't come through. And, you, and Metallica came up, and their sound was just spot on right so yeah it was like wow like at a time i was like man corn sucks but metallica rips <laughs> well, you know that so, you know that it, goes the, the opening band probably doesn't get the right amps or whatever you know no i know and and later on you, you figure that stuff out but when you're 12 years old you know yeah, 13 yep, you don't yep. know that you just know those guys suck <laughs> so yeah. so um and then uh but then i saw slash um with his own band with miles kennedy uh-huh. and um at uh at the House of Blues and on Sunset Boulevard, and uh, oh, yeah. and they played they played like four hours long. They had they played such a range of music because Miles Kennedy, with his own band Ultra Bridge and um, Slash, had been you know obviously from Guns N' Roses and then Velvet Revolver. Yeah, and uh, and then they made their own album, and then um, Lemmy Lemmy came up and sang his song, and he walked right by me. And like I was able to shake his hand and stuff, and it was just you know like that you know Lammy you know it was so rad. Yeah, yeah. The mole, the mole was the mole was even bigger than I thought it was on his, on his cheek. You know it was crazy. Yeah, it's nuts so. though. Those small shows and those small clubs are just just so good. Nothing against oh, the yeah. stadium so shows and all that. Like I saw you two twice. They did the Joshua Tree tour, and I paid so much money for tickets, Lars, and I was still so far away. But I mean, it was yeah. good, and it was good, and it sounded good, but. You want to talk about going to House of Blues or or um, uh, any House of Blues show, or I'm um, trying to think of the other one, uh, the Joint here in Vegas. Right. We go to the Joint right. to see some bands. It's just you can't compare it, man. You really can't. Yeah, so, yeah. Especially with a high quality band, you know, yeah. like that has some money. They 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 just dial in their their sound so good. That yeah. It makes it hard to go back and listen. Yeah. Like I know there's a lot of the punk bands that I listened to when I was in high school. And I'll go see them at some of these local shows, and I I want to I want to be into it so bad because I, you know, like I you know, I I love them, but the sound is just not that good, and it's just hard to get into it. So yeah. kind of picky now, I guess. Yeah, yeah, really, right? <laughs> I think I'm the same way. <laughs> um, and do you want to talk for the next 15 minutes about how shitty music is in 2017, or do you just want to start your list? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, let's start the list. I mean, <laughs> there's a few things out there that might be okay, but you yeah, know, I, I'm like you. I just get, gravitate towards the old stuff. Yeah, and, it's just it's depressing. Know. It really is. <laughs> um, yeah, like I said, there's a few out there, but not many. Now, out of your list, ten songs, I only had one, so I had to uh, purchase the hmm. other ones. I've I've had. You know, two, three, four, some of them, Ralph, I think I had a few, but uh, your list is the probably, you know, goes, excuse, a little harder than what I'm, than I listen to normally. So I had one of your songs and that was it. But, uh, all right, let's get into this. Um, oh, by the way, I was going to ask too. Uh, so yeah, you, you, you know, you're, you're American, but your Swedish roots, your whole family's uh, from Sweden back in the day. And it always amazes me when I watch these documentaries on rock bands, um, or I go to Finland, I've been there once, or I meet Finnish dudes or Swedish dudes. Heavy metal, hard rock is such a a, a Swedish and Finnish thing, man. Like, you guys love yeah. it. Don't you Don't you agree? Yeah, yeah Scandinavia in general. Scandinavia, yeah. For some reason, uh, yeah, like in Norway, too. Um, 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I mean, it's probably a lot of the winter. You know, like there's nothing to do, so yeah. might as well start a band, kind of. Uh, you know, and I don't know. And yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but it, it, they definitely like the harder, the yeah, harder stuff for sure. Every every uh, Scandinavian <laughs> dude I've met, they love it. And then I've heard some. I know some people who know hockey players from Finland and Sweden, and you know from the NHL, and they're like, "Yeah, all those guys did was blast, blast, uh, you know, death metal all day long." So um, <laughs> it seems like it's a common thing. So, all right, right. let's get into sound check with Lars Lindstrom's song, and these are played in your order that you picked them, Lars, and there's a reason why. Perfect. So let's uh, let's get right. right into it. Here we go. It's Hysteria by Muse and Lars. I saw that came out in 2003, and I was like, "Holy crap! That doesn't seem that old." Right. <laughs> it really doesn't. You know, yeah. I totally remember it being, know, being yeah. played. Yeah. 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 They. Um. Uh, my brother Eric is actually the one. The one that introduced me to Muse. Um. They. Uh. They have a lot. They're probably more famous for some more mainstream stuff that they do, and uh-huh. a little bit more pop, poppy. But they got a lot of cool. Um. Um, is maybe not heavy, but yeah. you know a little bit harder, and uh, and they just have a pretty wide range of of, of music. And I, and the the singer who's there's only a three piece band, you know, and the singer Matt Bellamy is is um, kind of like what I consider like he's he's kind of a musical prodigy, or mm-hmm. you know, he's just he's just insane on guitar. He's he's insane on piano. He's he's got a different voice, um, and he does some cool things on his guitar. With like he has like a pad on there and does a lot of a weird uh, scratching and different different types of uh, um, gizmos and things <laughs> that sound just kind of cool. So I've yeah. always been into them. You don't have a story about meeting the guy like Daniel Blair with Papa Roach? <laughs> no, I, I wish <laughs> that would have been pretty rad. My brother would have crapped his pants if yeah. I had met this guy. But, uh, but yeah, no, I definitely uh, was into them for like really heavily for a while yeah. there. Are they still out? Are they still making stuff? Like I feel like I haven't heard Muse for a while. Yeah, they yeah. do. Um, okay. They have uh, they they have a bunch of albums actually, and um, the, the I don't know what the last one is called. I can't remember, but uh, Second Law or something like that. And mm-hmm. it's, it's like I said, they're so different. They they every album they come out with is is different. Um, 
And a lot of times, it, I think it probably gets a lot of like criticism because it's people don't. It's not what they used to make, kind of like Metallica, but yep. you know, the different directions and uh, kind of politically driven. I think, and 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 you know, I don't know. People might not like that either, but yep. they got some cool different stuff that I, I I'm into. So, all right, uh, song number nine. Here we go, or I should say, song number two. I'm doing it backwards. Here we go. Okay. Over You by Alter Bridge, one of their lighter songs you picked there, Lars. Yeah, I know. I figured if I didn't want to have just all heavy songs. <laughs> um, and it kind of sh- shows off uh, that that's uh, Miles Kennedy, the singer that uh-huh. plays in um, Slash's band, you know, and he's got such a rad voice uh, that I thought it'd be kind of cool. That I think that song was on, um, it was it was the intro to uh, a show. I think it might have been like Dr. Drew's uh Oh, Celebrity Rehab. Oh, okay. And um, I think that's when I first heard it, and this is a long time ago, and uh, I always kind of liked that. And then um, when he started playing with, uh, with with Slash, then I started you know, hearing all those other things. And Alterbridge, yeah, they, Alterbridge has a lot of way heavier stuff than that, and, you know, kind of like pretty just hard rock, you know. And yeah. um, I thought that I would mix it up with that one. Uh, it's just a cool song about, you know, taking care of somebody and them not appreciating it or someone with an addiction. Kind of cool. All right, here we go. Song number three.
Open Fire by the Darkness. Uh, Lars, the song came out in 2015, but it is old school. Yeah, I know. Huh? They got that old school rock feeling. Uh, and the guy's voice is, is rad. He's got he's, he can hit such high notes. And they had that really famous song when they on their one of the original albums in like '03. Um, and I'm trying to remember what it what it's called, but uh, it was it was played like on the radio. He um, I, I believe in a thing called love is the name of that song. Yeah, and, uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that one was kind of a, a little bit of a I don't know, not a joke, but uh, you know, whatever. Not not so serious. But they kind of do have some funny songs. They're almost like uh, Jack Black band, you know. But but he riffs on guitar, and they have super cool riffs. And um, mm-hmm. just my my buddy Josh at work was like incredibly obsessed with them and he made me listen to him like force me force it down my throat and uh I ended up really liking it so we're they're coming to play in la soon we're, we're definitely going and it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome yeah it sounds old school 80s ish but that's you know it's yeah cool. yeah i don't mind yeah. it you're right that that uh, the other song they had the older one that they, they kind of made their name with is much different from this one you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a little bit like hair metal-ish. Uh, yeah, like yeah. Queen. The, the guy's kind of got like a, a queen type of voice, you know, but um, right. he mixes it up. He, he sings it up a couple of different styles. So. All right. Next up for you, uh, an oldie but a goodie. Uh, I think people, a lot of people will like this one and recognize it. Thank you. 
a Madman by Ozzy Osbourne. Um, why that one, Lars? Um, actually, kind of thinking back to where you were asking me about, you know, songs that were difficult to play or whatever. That that song, I, I just love that intro, you know, yeah. um, riff or whatever he's playing. And, um, and I, I really... That one took a long time for me to learn because it's such a strange chord progression and uh, it's not anything typical. So it was really hard for me to get my hands get in those positions and 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 I really like playing that song. Mm-hmm. Um, and because um, the guitar player at that at that time for for Ozzy Randy Rhodes was uh, my uh, my friend Chris. That you know he, that was his favorite and uh, yeah. He, he I just you know read a little bit about him and he he like he always took a different lesson from anybody any guitar teacher where, wherever they went okay and um so he kind of learned some uh, I think it was like Mozart or something like that and and he implemented that into that song and and I guess Ozzy came running into the room like that song we got we got one <laughs> we got to play it and it was yeah, yeah. so he like redid you know it was like a Beethoven or Mozart or something like right. that you know so that just. I was kind of bitching. I was uh, I was a hockey game last night, Knights game, Knights and Penguins, and uh, they played Crazy Train, and I'm just like, God, it's so overplayed, but yet mm. it's so awesome. Like it's it's still such a good yeah. song, right? I know. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's uh, it's nuts. I got more into Aussie with uh, No More Tears, and then I started going into the back catalog a little bit, but I've obviously heard of Aussie a bunch, but I bought the No More Tears, and then I'm like, oh, wait. It was kind of Aussie like selling out a little bit, right? Going a little more yeah. uh, going a little more uh, mainstream. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. Then I got into the older stuff with Aussie a little bit. So I, I almost picked No More Tears as my, as my oh, song yeah. for him. Right, right. Because, yeah, and yeah, just because that intro is, is so bitchin' sounding and, and uh, heavy with squealing too from uh, Zach Wild there. So, but anyways, I didn't. Uh, all right, next up, here we go. We're almost halfway through Lars Lindstrom and his sound check episode.
Your betrayal, bullet for my Valentine. Yeah, I know. I, I saw uh, Daniel Blair pick bullet for one of their songs too, and uh, yeah, and yeah, they, they were pretty big influence on me when I first started playing guitar. They're they're they're. I know I keep talking about that a lot, but it that's why I like some of the bands. But uh, that that song in particular is um, uh, special to me because um, when that that album had just come out, I think it was Fever. Um, mm-hmm. Me and uh, my my close friend Travis Bright, who races crosses. Me and him went to the, to a show there, and we were both really into that band at the time. And then mm-hmm. that song, they opened with it, and like you know, you know, speaking of shows, they, that the the um, lights were going with the song, so they were, it was really dark, and they were just flashing that light with with the drum. Oh yeah. And uh, and then when the first when he first sang the first lyrics, and he kind of whispers it, the whole crowd did it. It was just super super <laughs> cool, like being being with that whole crowd, you know. So me and right. me and Travis were looking over, just you know, going like. F yeah, yeah, this this is awesome. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, you'll always uh, you'll remember the live version of this song every time you hear it, right? Like it, it affects the way you how much you like the song. A hundred percent. Yeah, the band in general. You yeah. know, you go see it, you hear a band on the radio, and you're like, yeah, they're whatever. I did that with uh, Stone Temple Pilots, and then see them live, and they're so good that you're like, dude, yeah. I, I didn't realize how badass they were. Yeah, yeah, me too. And there's songs that I do not like the album version because i've heard them live and that and i only like the live version of the song as opposed mm-hmm. to, the, to the album version just because i just think it's better live you know um streets have yeah. no name for me like the street it's a great it's a great song it's a classic but i like live versions of that so much more because i can relate being in a stadium or an arena when they play it you know so, right yeah, right. yeah. Fun, funny how that, funny how that works for sure uh yeah daniel blair yeah. had i think he had an alt did he have an alter bridge song too no no. Maybe you had one more of yours. Uh, one more band coming up. I think you had another one of yours, or somebody did. Um, yeah. By the way, don't um, don't listen to Kiefer's Lars. No. No, because <laughs> you'll think less of him after after <laughs> you hear his his sound check episode because it's pretty much the opposite uh, of yours. <laughs> are him and Pookie's like pretty similar? <laughs> I think so. They're not far <laughs> off. They're they're in the same realm. Um, it's definitely <laughs> different from yours for sure. So. Uh, all right, let's get into the next one. Here we go. Sound check with Lars Lindstrom.
last-minute change for you, Lars. Beast and the Harlot from Avenged Sevenfold. Did Blair have a Avenged song or no? I don't think so. He okay. may have, though. I, I, All right. I can't remember now. Uh, you change but, it up, though. Yeah, last minute. Yeah, I had uh, Unholy Confessions in, uh, off of one of their earlier albums. But, but then, um, yeah, I actually talked to my brother Eric a little bit, and he was like, man, you should pick that one, you know, the, Beast and the Harlot, because, you know, whatever. It, it, the other one is a little bit more screamy, and this one is a little bit more, you hear um, the singer M. Shadow's voice. And, yeah. Um, they kind of changed direction when they're, you know, from album to album. And, uh but yeah, the main reason um, that that song was on that uh, Guitar Hero, and that's like when I first even heard of them. <laughs> and after a while, they be- they became a uh, one of my favorite bands. I went and saw them live a bunch of times. They have two guitar players that together, and the one guitar player, uh, Sinister Gates, is just probably one of the most incredible guitar players I've ever seen. And, and uh, I just got kind of obsessed with with him and uh, watching everything that those guys did and. Uh, yeah, they're a huge, uh, huge inspiration. I'll give people a spoiler alert. There's no Van Halen on this list. And as a guitar god like yourself, Lars, I'm very disappointed. No Van Halen. You know what? I I, I have 100% full respect for, for Eddie and how rad he is on guitar. But the the music that they play, I, I can appreciate Like When I listen to some of the stuff, I, I listen to him playing, and I God damn it, he's good. You yeah, know? And, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and I know that that he was the first to do a lot of things, especially with tapping. Yeah, tapping with those right. things. But um, but the the music that they play, even though it's good, doesn't really get me. Like they, deep down, like some some other bands, even bands that are way less talented, obviously. And um, it's some like they're they're like that party rock kind of thing, and that just for some reason I like it, but I don't. It's not something that's like just I love. You know, it's weird. Oh. I'm gonna tell Sorry, Oster- I'm gonna tell Osterman that too because Osterman's a Halen guy like me. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, loves it. All right, let's get into the next one. Uh, but first, let's take a commercial break, shall we? Um, Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Alpine Star Protects. Listen to this commercial from Race Tech. Use the code PulpMX17 when you check out to save at Race Tech on uh, suspension and engine mods, and also to Michelin Star Cross Five. Stick to the track like glue, Lars, with Michelin Star Cross Five. Uh, so listen to this commercial. We'll be right back with more Lars Lindstrom. Hey, thanks everybody for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis podcast on Racer X. I want to talk to you a little bit about Racetech. The folks at Racetech have been uh, on board with us for a long time. And use the code PulpMX17 when you're checking out to save money. Get your suspension done, please. Come on. Give your bike some love. All right. If, if you're looking to get the most of your bike suspension, get Racetech's proven lineup of suspension components and services done at the headquarters in Corona, California, or at your local Racetech service center. And check out the helpful guides on Racetech.com and pick up a do-it-yourself gold valve kit. It's a revalve in a box. Things have been around a long time. Also, too, Racetech doing engines now, valve jobs, porting, honing, decking, and more. Whether you're looking for a rebuild or a high-performance upgrade, Racetech's engine services department experience, staff, and state-of-the-art equipment have you covered. I can vouch for that. I've seen it myself. Give Racetech a call and mention Pulp Mex for a special discount. Please, check them out. Thanks to the guys at Racetech. Hi. 
Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp MX Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS, featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hit a motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX Show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions, and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting, always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands, please tell them... No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet? You're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows? They might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. And we're back! Fly Racing, Racer X Podcast, presented by Alpine Star Protects. You probably wear Alpine Stars, Lars. You know what? I I, I did, but I, re- I really like the Fox Instinct. Okay. So All right. I, uh, well, great, I that. Great, I do. great I do sell like on that. Great too. sell on that, everybody. Um, yeah. Yeah. I hate to, hate to blow you up, but yeah. um, sorry. <laughs> it's all right. I, I asked for it. Um, uh, please check them out. Alpine Star Protects. Fly Racing also, too. Uh, we love those guys. Lars does not wear a fly, I guarantee you, so I won't even go there with that. But uh, all right. Uh, so we got... Uh, Six down, four to go for you. And again, please don't listen to Kiefer's. You, you will think less of them. So, uh, all right, here we go. This uh, next one up was maybe the only band I hadn't really heard of. Um, we'll see if I know the song or not ever. But this was the one that was for me. I was like, huh? But uh, let's let's take a listen.
Holiday by Volbeat. And how about that banjo right there, Lars? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they kind of got that like Southern uh, style to their music. Even though they're from Denmark, they uh, he's like super into um, like Johnny Cash and, uh, and a lot of that kind of. And that whole their whole album is kind of like that uh, Western themed. So they they seem to kind of like to do that. And uh, um, yeah, I don't know. They I just started listening to them. Uh, it's been a long, long time now, but. Uh, yeah. They they just um, have a cool sound. The guy's voice is a little different. A lot of people don't like it, but some people do, and I happen to be one of them. So yeah, yeah I uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of Rollbeat. I don't think I have, anyways. But um, yeah, they got a they got a bunch of good albums and uh, yeah. a couple of songs. They had a song that was that was popular, probably like playing on XM a lot um, a couple of years years ago that you would probably recognize. But um, yeah, the name does yeah. look familiar. Volbeat. like on yeah, I might have seen it on the on the satellite, you know, but. Um, yeah. Anybody can put in the banjos for that. It's strong. It's, <laughs> it's a very good look. So, uh, yeah. all right. Uh, next up, the only song I had in my uh, in my catalog already. That, wow. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's go. It's a goodie. When you're talking to yourself, and nobody's home.
let that one go a little bit. It's so good, Lars. Estranged uh, by GNR. Have you ever seen, Lars, a more fucked up video? You got to watch the video for this song. Like, oh, I, I've seen it. It makes no sense. It is just, he's on an aircraft carrier, he jumps off, then he's on a rooftop. It just, it just, it makes no he's, sense. He, he's drowning and the dolphins save him. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> oh man, but uh, a good one. And, and I said this on another sound check, I think, like, give me the Use Your Illusion discs over um, um, uh, Appetite. Appetite. I really do, please. Like honestly, like I, I love Appetite. Nothing wrong with it, but the the Use Your Illusions. There are some amazing songs, including this one. Yeah, I agree. Um, it never really gets much uh, much love because Appetite was so good mm-hmm. and um, so like raw. But like Use Your Illusion, yeah, it was just a little bit more put together. Um, Slash's guitar work is just I mean, he just nails all those solos and hey, there's so many so much like emotion in his playing. Yep. That. Um, that it really, really kind of gets get me gets me deep, you know. <laughs> and so that's why, that's why I really like those ones, especially Estranged. Um, even over like November Rain gets played so much that yeah. it kind of yep. loses some of it, you know, like how awesome that song is too. But uh, yeah, the Illusions, both one and two, are, are are great. There's a few songs on there that are a little bit questionable, but uh, yeah, you could you know whatever. If there's 30 songs on the two discs, there's probably 20 amazing ones and 10 throwaways. You know, right? Um, yeah, I know. And they were just in the perfect like Axel's voice is killer. Like you know, it's, it's just really, really nice, good song. Right here, know? I like this part. It's a good one, man. <laughs> yeah, I know that's probably my brothers too. You know, they're they're big into GNR when I was a kid, so like I grew up listening to right. them, and that was just that was it. That was the ultimate. So um, it's still stuck with me all these years. You put headphones on and listen to the beginning of "You Could Be Mine." It's about a minute thirty of "You Could yeah. Be Mine." It is, it's phenomenal, phenomenal. Oh yeah, all of those songs. I mean, if you're driving by yourself or if you're in the airport and you got that cranked up in your headphones, yeah. And, you're, yeah, you can. I mean, it's clear. Yeah, and uh, I like Breakdown too. Breakdown's a favorite of mine. It's on number two. Yeah. Usual Illusion two. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Definitely good. Uh, all right. Yeah, I am surprised you didn't pick November Rain. Most people, when they think of the epic slow GNR song, they think of of November Rain. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Next up, here we go.
course, Master of Puppets by Metallica. That's your uh, that's your all-time Metallica song, Lars. Yeah, if you have to put it on one, it's so hard. I mean, if any of these bands, I guess a lot of times it's really hard to nail just one song that's like your favorite of all time. But I would have to say, uh, Master is, is probably the one that's you know yep. the 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 one that you know it's got all those things that uh that you want to hit you know like uh, the intro's bitching the solo's bitching you know like they they still got that old school Metallica sound where you know his voice is good and um and um yeah so a lot, a lot of people it's funny you know they're like oh yeah that's the song from old school the movie and I'm like well yeah it's, it's Master of Puppets but yeah like I they yeah. put it in that movie like 30 years later I guess but right um <laughs> so um yeah did you hear Hardwired from their new stuff like it was pretty good um, no, I haven't really. I, okay. I mean, I've, I've tried to, to be, like, I am always going to be a fan, but, you know, like, their new stuff, and some of that stuff is okay, but a lot of it is just, they, they try to be really heavy, and his voice isn't that cool anymore. I, I don't know, there's, it's, it's, it's hard. But I haven't, I haven't really listened enough to the new stuff. I really should. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely them saying, hey, we can still do our old stuff. You know, that's what it is. Yeah. When, when you listen to the new stuff, so. Um, but even yeah, I just don't I don't I don't hear the, the the melody anymore. You know, it's like yeah, they they can really they can rock hard for sure. They can play some heavy stuff and they're really fast, like maybe faster than ever. But um, but they just don't have those those bitching melodies that they yeah. had, you know, in these songs like the yeah you know like the acoustic stuff or whatever. I, at least you know maybe they do on the new one. I haven't heard it. Do you? Uh, so they lost Cliff Burton and they replaced him with. Uh, uh, Kirk Hammett, right? Or, or Jason Newstead, sorry, Jason Newstead. Jason Newstead. And then yeah. he left the band. Do you notice any difference from from them and the new guy? And and they've had three bases now. Yeah, but like for me, uh, and maybe it's just because I'm kind of naive to, to bass, but the the bass to me doesn't make a huge difference. And <laughs> there's probably bass players listening. Yeah, going, it's so stuff. mad. <laughs> but uh, but uh, you know, sometimes I know that it, it kind of puts down that bass, like you know, thing that you can hear no matter what. But um, Especially Metallica's new bassist, the guy, the guy rips, but he plays so like it sounds so muddy to me that I, it, I'm not a huge fan. But um, right, yeah, I mean, it, obviously they change guitar player, big difference. Change you know singer, huge difference. So um, it, yeah, the bass player, me, eh, yeah. not so much. Right, not so much. All right, uh, all right. Final one, and this is the one that you definitely wanted last, and uh, we'll get to the bottom of why. Right after it, sound check, Lars Lindstrom.
Wow, Lars, I didn't know Pantera. This is Cemetery Gates. Could 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 be so soft. I didn't know that. Yeah, I know. I, that, uh, I, I have to say that when I had to pick, you know, one song, my favorite band, whatever, it's probably he it has to be Pantera. But, you know, like my brother Carl was really into him when when I was younger, and he was going to all the concerts, and um, and I just they're just such a hardcore band but uh it, it just kind of ticks all the boxes for me you know uh-huh. the guitar is awesome the drums are awesome the singer's awesome and um the guitar player uh dimebag daryl like really just he did a few things like the way he uh does some of these uh harmonics and then pulls them up you know where they really just start squealing at the end of that song he does you know he matches the singer phil's voice like a bunch of times in a row and it just sounds so so rad that um he like ever since I was a little kid, like that would that him, him as a guitar player really like, um, you know, just seemed like the ultimate to me. And uh, mm-hmm. he, you know, he was he was murdered on stage. I know, so, um, crazy. He's like kind of like forever, you know, immortalized or whatever. And uh, um, he just kind of was the the guy that uh, I would you know try to emulate if I ever could. I don't even try to I don't even try to play that many Pantera songs. There's no way I could play them anywhere near how, uh, as good as they sound when he played them you know so it's um they're just like my number one band for sure um you know eddie van halen put one of his guitars in Dimebag's coffin i guess oh yeah yeah you know what yeah. i heard that yeah um now have you seen the is it phil is it, what how do you say his last name Anselmo. and anselmo anselmo have you seen him solo because i know he's been touring he tours now yeah, but he kind of went off the deep end. Oh, he did? Of a little okay. of a, yeah, he's a little bit of a psycho now. So, <laughs> um, I think he's got his, his band down. Or, I don't know if they're still playing, but uh, um, yeah, I'm not. I, he just kind of, I don't know if he did too many drugs or what. He was into heroin for a while, I think, so he kind of lost it. But uh, oh boy. yeah, that that this time, this era in, in their, you know, Pantera, those, those three albums, um, this album, Cow- Cowboys from Hell, and then uh-huh. uh, Far Beyond Driven and... Um, um, can't think of that word now, but whatever. Uh, vulgar just, display of power. Was, exactly, yeah, vulgar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, his voice was just seemed like it was like at the at you know its pinnacle right there. So those three are um, are the ones that I always go to. I mean, that to me, I can listen to any song on any three of those albums, and they're all bitching. Really? You know, like oh, I, wow. I yeah, I didn't know yeah, you were like, into that. I mean, maybe it's just because maybe I'm just a super fan, but I right. like, really there's not one bad song for me on, right. on those albums. Wow, I didn't know you liked Pantera that much. That's cool, though. I've only got Vulgar Display of Power. That's it. And, uh, yeah. um, you know, I, I listen to it. When it pops up, sometimes I go through it. Sometimes I listen, whatever. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Cowboys from Hell, too. There, there's a yeah. song called The Sleep. Mm-hmm. And he does two solos back-to-back. And he just has a way of, like, uh, really, like, the, his his bending, the strings, everything. It just, he just does it all, to me, yeah. perfect, you know? Right. But that's my opinion. He's no, maybe not Eddie Van Halen, but you know whatever. <laughs> uh, Eddie's amazing, but that's it's your sound check, not mine. So I don't know <laughs> if I, right. could, I don't know if I could do ten songs like I, I, Pookie and I were. I was doing it, was it hard. and I couldn't figure it out. So yeah, um, it was hard. Well, all right, man. Thanks, uh, thanks, Lars, for coming on. Appreciate it. Uh, I think it's uh, very interesting. I think a lot of people will really like it. So um, yeah, it's fun to do it, man. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, everybody. yeah, super fun. It's good. Uh, everybody says it, but it is cool to to get a different side of the yeah. of the sport or whatever. And everybody, I mean, it's such a huge part in life. And anyways, that um, yeah. But you know what? It's funny that you said before that tripped me out every time mm. that Chad Reed 
Does not like music at yeah. all. Doesn't right? care. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. I remember I asked him one time. He'd never heard of Van Halen. He was just like, "What? I don't." I just started yeah. in silence. I'm like, "Are you serious?" Like that. And like thunderstruck for him for opening ceremonies. They just picked, they just picked that. You know what I mean? Like he didn't. You know what? I don't think they just picked that. I think I think Ozzy picked that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it wasn't Chad though. Anyways, so. No, it definitely yeah. was not Chad. It was like, yeah, whatever, do whatever. Yeah, yeah, he did not care, yeah. right? Um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's crazy to me for someone to be like that. I just, it's amazing. How do you? Why? How can someone be like that? Music is so important and so cool, <laughs> right? Like well, maybe maybe he just put all the focus and you know <laughs> yeah. and brain space of uh, yeah. learning music to to just writing and being badass. I know, and, and and you and I could we could be badass if we just hadn't listened to music all those years. <laughs> a lot of wasted space up there. Yeah, no doubt. Well, thanks, Lars. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, fun time on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, presented by Alpine Star Protects. And uh, yeah, it's a good time. Sound check with Lars Lindstrom. And uh, we will see you at the races, buddy. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, we'll see you at Anaheim. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck because that he never said sorry. Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I had pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. 
I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years.